Hey guys, I am Ty Worsham. It is episode 10. It is October 24th. Whee! I even said October this time. Yeah! This is Loose Screws, guys. Welcome. Uh, episode number 10. I got my typical co-pilot with me. Justin, how's it going there, buddy? Dude, I'm doing great. How are you, Ty? Man, I am feeling really stoked that I made it to episode 10. Um, Dude, I know, so I, I. I know like, you I'm didn't make it, but I made it to episode 10. Hey, so. hey, hey. You know what? <laughs> I'm proud to be here regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the there's a little history there. Like, I told myself, like, if... Like if like if, if I'm not happy with how things are going by episode ten, I'm I'm just gonna quit. I'm gonna force myself to get to get to, to get to episode ten and then make a decision on it. Ty. And then, yeah. Ty. Yeah. You're not allowed to quit at episode ten. I'm here I'm now. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I made it. I'm very happy with it. Um, I'm happy with how things are going, man. So. Dude, uh, fuck yes. We got a couple of shout-outs we're going to go through real quick here. I'm going to do mine, and then you do yours. Um, so, um, got Commander Excelsior UK, and Alex M, and XOKE Zoke, I assume, or Zoki, Damon D6, Chris Wiley, and of course, Captain James Flint. Uh been talking with Captain James Flint on Twitter about a couple of different things. He is doing a series called Flintlock Engineering. We talked about him last week. Uh, he told me that episode three is supposed to be coming in here in a couple of days. Can't freaking wait. Uh, he's going to be covering. No. God, what do you tell me he's going to be covering? I think. I can't remember what it I'll have to go look it up. Uh, what do you got for shout outs for us, Bubba? Alright, so for shout outs on the Twitter side of things, by the way, you can find us on Twitter at ED. You can find me at Dravenos13, or you can find Ty at Tyrvol, T-Y-V-R-O-L. But for the Loose Groots ED followers, we have shoutouts for Dave21P, Commander67, Six Mistake Not, Zoki, which is the X-O-K-E you were talking about, AJ Scott, Commander Excelsior UK, and Ernest Burke the Fourth. Thank you all for following us on Twitter. We truly appreciate it and are humbled by your follows. Thank you so much. You can always send us an email at loosegrewsquestions at gmail.com. No jokes on the email this week. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about one quick thing, something I'm working on with my buddy Chad, is that we are, so tomorrow, or rather tonight, uh, the new Call of Duty launches, and I am ridiculously excited about this Modern Warfare Um it's it's been a minute since I've been excited about a Call of Duty game, um, so I'm super excited about this one. This one looks really good. I'm very excited about it. I think I said that about ten times now. I, it's probably the freaking Mountain Dew I'm drinking, but <laughs> but um, I'm starting another show called Hey I'm Friendly. It's going to be about Call of Duty, about all of the Call of Duty series, and I'm doing it with my buddy Chad. Both of us are longtime Call of Duty players. Um, but we're recording another episode probably later tonight, and um, we'll be talking about the game probably. I don't know what we're, I don't know what day we decided to record, but we're going to be talking about it all next week. Um, but it'll be going live really soon, so make sure you look for that. If you if you like this show, go check that one out. I think you'll like that one too. I mean, can I interrupt you on that and yeah. say that uh, I'm looking forward to listening to the first episode, even though. I'm not a Call of Duty player, but I'm pretty sure if I listen to it enough, I'll 
I might get back into it because I got excited for Black Ops 4. And uh, me and a lot of my friends actually played Black Ops 4. But uh, it just it didn't last very long. Like, the Battle Royale was just not enough to hold us over. Yeah. Well, this one here, it's it's really good. I'm very excited about it. So, um, oh, yeah. so... Before we get into what we've been doing, we should bring in... So, so for those of you that don't know, something I uh, did with Justin, and I was meant to turn into a regular thing, and I kind of got away from it because I'm, I'm, I'm a little dumb, um, is that I was going to bring in uh, my listeners, one of my listeners every now and then to talk on the show to just, you know, get them to uh, get their opinion about things and, uh, you know, bring them in. So tonight... I'm bringing in our, our, I guess, technically our second, but really our first uh, guest host is Jason. How's it going there, buddy? It's going great. How are you guys? We're doing great, man. <laughs> it's uh, great to be here. Jason emailed us, I guess, about a month ago now. Uh, no, I think it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. About two weeks. Okay, Tom is not my friend. Um <laughs> Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you're, you're dude, 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 it's fine. Got brief. A lot of Halloween stuff coming up. But, um, <laughs> but, um, Jason, aka Commander Buzz Tight Gear, laugh at that name if you want. I you're think wrong. it's an awesome commander name. Yep. But, um, he sent us an email literally giving us very constructive criticism. And,. For me, it was one of those things where it's like, dude, I feel like he is the example of constructive criticism because, I mean, even when he called me out in my interjections, which I know I'm doing right now, but he did it in a very good way, in a very positive way, and it's one of the best examples of constructive criticism that I I can give because he didn't, he wasn't just like, oh, hey, you suck. He literally was just like, hey, this is something you can improve upon. This is something you do well, but no matter what, I'm still going to listen to it because it, this podcast feels like me drinking with a couple of buddies, which is kind of what me and Ty were aiming for, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, Would you say so, Ty? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was aiming for. And, um, man, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty cool he got to uh, come on the show and hopefully like i'm planning to do this with uh uh other listeners in the future um that's about all i got to say about it for the now <laughs> yeah so, so they're serious when they tell you that they want emails uh <laughs> so you know uh participate in the process you know be uh show them that, that you know you appreciate the show and that you're you're listening and uh you know man i'm, I'm i was really really uh humbled when you asked if I would uh, want to be on the show as one of your uh, first listeners and man I, I really appreciate it this is this is a, a great opportunity it's it's a lot of fun yeah I, oh, dude, I actually got actually got something for you by at the end of the show by the way something a little special for you but we'll <laughs> I, 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 I personally like I like literally I can't say enough about how excited we are to have you on here like because oh, we told we, we've mutual. We've we've all talked before this show happened, and uh, dude, he's he's a he's an awesome person to talk to. Like we've had really good conversations before this even started, and a lot of this 
I'm not sure if it's going to bleed over into the podcast, which sucks, but we're going to try our best. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll start with you this week, Jason. I'll start with you this week since you're our guest host. Jason, what have you been up to in game, man? Uh, In game, I have... um, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Um, I have been working on Void Opal Mining, trying to get just a random... 2 billion credits for no reason, just other than I just set that goal and I was like, well, let's do this. So uh, that, that was kind of a roundabout way for me to get better at mining um, and being able to identify uh, the, what, what they actually look like. And I've actually gotten pretty darn good at it. I, I've got a few buddies who they originally brought me into the game and took me into their wing and uh, got me a, a few hundred thousand credits to kind of get me going. And I have since uh, turned around and uh, I'm, I've got a buddy that hopefully I will be able to uh, teach him what I've learned as far as what uh, Void Opal uh, looks like, you know, what a, uh, what are you calling them? Like a, you got to look for the popcorn kernels. Man. The rock. Yeah, exactly. Then that's what I told him. I was like, man, it's a popcorn. And he's like, what? Uh, I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, I just recently uh, purchased a, uh, what was it? A, a chieftain. And uh, that was based off of a couple of uh, YouTubers. One was the pilot's video, and uh, one was uh, from uh, – oh, I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, I mean, they, they talked the thing up, and I was like, man, i got to give this a shot. And it is – Okay. That ship is well, awesome. Well, well, can I interject here and be yeah. like, hey, uh, we're big fans of the pilots here, especially because we did an interview with them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's okay. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that I'm guy. I'm pretty sure <laughs> off air, after we got offline with that guy, Ty, me and you were both like, dude, that is one cool motherfucker. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> dude, his Chieftain video, like, oh man, uh, like I haven't bought the Chieftain yet, but as soon as How I go, have you not bought again, the Chieftain? Because oh, I don't it's mind. It's like the perfect medium ship. Because so, I don't mind. Okay, I have a crate. Are you literally going to sit here and compare the Chieftain to the crate, Ty? First of all, ships. There is a video by Vindicator Jones, and he goes through all the levels of fighter ships that you should have and what his recommendations are and why. Definitely recommend that video to, to newcomers and things like that. That really helped me kind of solidify my decision for the Chieftain because he talks about how the Mamba's an amazing ship, the Fertilance is an amazing ship, but if you have not honed in your piloting skills as a fighter pilot, it, those, those ships are just going to whip you around. You know, it's, you're not going to know how to truly maximize what that ship is capable of. Uh, this thing has been an amazing ship, and, man, you, you hit the, the thrusters on this thing, and uh, it just sounds so guttural and, and animalistic. This thing is amazing. Yeah. Man, man, like, let, me, let me say this. My favorite, favorite all-around medium ship is the Crate Mark II. That being said... My favorite, like, I spent a lot of time in the Chieftain, because that's where I got uh, Combat Elite for fighting Thargoids. Yeah. That, honestly, the Chieftain, I think, is the funnest combat ship to fly. I really do think that, but... So far, I I have no regrets whatsoever. So, is that your primary ship, the Chieftain? Man, that's my primary combat ship right now uh, because I, I do I still do I enjoy a lot of exploring uh, and planetary landings, mining. My my go to ship is my Asp Explorer. 
that wow. that is my 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 serenity. That that is my firefly. So, okay. dude, you're making fucking firefly references, <laughs> and that's not fair. Oh man, that's really not fair because I love that show to my being. But uh, oh, that that that's that's like, my that's my go to. My my go to right now is the crate mark two. Um, it was the mamba because I blew a mamba. When I was introduced into this podcast, and when I became the co-pilot, but uh, yeah, the, the the pilot made me buy the crate Mark II, and I it's on my list. Have yeah, yeah, I have no desire to fly the Mama anymore. The crate is so good. The um, I mean, of course, Jason, you've been listening to the show. You probably know how big of a vet fan I am. <laughs> yes, I, I picked up on that a little bit. <laughs> But that, that's mostly because of the sheer, what's the right word? Uh, power? I would say, not even necessarily firepower, just, just the ability for it to stay in a fight, coupled with the maneuverability, coupled with the fact that it just strips shields off in like three seconds on most things. So Can I raise my hand right now? Yeah. I'm going to raise my hand. Um, I also want to say, because I've been your partner in combat zones with your Corvette, you have it to where uh, you repair shields and you also send out repair limpets. So you're a support fucking devastator. See, see, <laughs> that's see. Okay, so for quite a while now, I have well, pretty much ever since I started playing MMOs back in World of Warcraft days, I play. Tanks or supports. I've always done that. I don't like just playing flat out DPS. I mean, it's fun. It's cool for a while, but at the end of the day, I like. I feel like the the tank or our support kind of does more than just. Can know. I interject real quick? Sure. You say support, but I feel like you're talking about healers, which I don't feel like healers are necessarily support because healers have so much more importance than a support. Because supports are just like, oh, I'm going to boost your damage, or oh, I'm going to boost your defense. Whereas healers are like, I'm going to keep you alive. And that's literally what you did the last time we played together. (laughs) You kept me alive, sir. Okay, so... so You were a healer. I say support in the broadest term, but I'm I'm just going to tell the story. (laughs) So so we were were doing the Interstellar Initiative this week, which we'll talk about in just a sec. And, man, this fool charges in to like these spec ops like four spec ops guys i think he shoots all four of them because he wants to <laughs> he, he, he flies right past an intercon and takes a big shit on its window <laughs> what now he's, he's sitting around yeah. he, and he's in a crate mark too sitting around like not even engineered sitting around going who else is going to shoot me <laughs> Eventually, he gets down to like 4% hull, no, no, no shields. No, that's 5%. Okay, 5% no hull. No shields. He starts running. Eventually, eventually, I kill the things off of him. I fly up to him. I, I deploy my repair limpets. I get him completely healed, get his shields back up. <laughs> he saved my life. Ty is my savior. <laughs> Ty, Ty you're, you're the commanding officer. You're, you're the guy who kind of, you're orchestrating the, the whole fight. And, and you're, you're looking big picture. So you, you can let him okay. go in there and do the craziness. And you're like, come, come on back. Let, let me heal you I'm going to interject and say, though, that Ty has literally, he has more engineering than I do. The only thing I have engineered is my thrusters. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot really? you. I you got to start somewhere. Like 16. <laughs> so, um, Ty has literally introduced me to everything I know. Point blank period. Ty is the person who is guiding me along the way. So the <laughs> fact that he was able to be like, stop. Let the print let me heal you. Let me put my shield boosters on you. And then fuck shit up after I've hit it. I, I can't thank him enough. Ty is a healer. He is not a support. He is a healer. Oh, <laughs> if there's a way to Jack tank in this things. game, I'll figure it out, man. Don't worry. Dude, you tank too! That's the <laughs> thing! You do it all. The only thing I'm good at is DPS. Point blank period. But DPS without support, healing, tanking, worthless. Yeah. We'll just change your handle to Commander Renaissance Man. <laughs> Exactly. I'm there with you. Um, what is, so, so Jason, let me ask you this. Do you have like a ship you're aiming for or, or are you just, are, are you pretty happy with the ships you got? Right now I'm pretty happy with the ships I have. Um, you know, I, I jumped out fairly quickly as soon as I got the cash to jump into an Asp Explorer. Uh, and I had some buddies who were recommending that, you know, if I, my next step is to, you know, learn mining, uh, develop that. And that's what I achieved elite in first uh, was uh, trading. And, nice. um, <clears throat> and and once I had the funds, I, I then could play around and, and really, instead of just working up to the next level, I, I really got to a point uh, with the credits that I could, you know, jump a couple levels. But I wanted to make sure that I wasn't jumping ahead of my abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I'm, I'm happy with what I've got right now uh, as far as ships on the horizon. I mean, everybody talks up the Fertilance. Uh, I really want to get much better in my uh, abilities as a fighter pilot. Uh, I decided to sort of like what sounds like what Justin did. Uh, I just went out into a, uh, a hazardous site and decided just to engage a couple of guys. <laughs> and uh, I made it out uh, killing one of them, uh, but just barely jumped. Uh, I, I, I killed one guy, and as soon as I did, my, um, the, the cockpit shattered. And thankfully, I had uh, got the highest end um, life support system I could get. So I had, you know, almost 30 minutes to get to uh, a station. Okay. And uh, so, interject here and yeah, please do. You, you did better than I did because I've never got above <laughs> like a D rated on that shit. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> and the I, fact you know, is, you had 30 minutes to go instead of seven minutes. Whew, I'm well, you know, I'm just trying to cover my butt. I was like, well, this is the first time I'm going out here. Like, stupid I can be. And sure enough, you know, I got into a fight way above my class. No, you didn't. <laughs> well, so I, I, I jumped to uh, Super Cruise, and I'm trying to find the, the nearest station. What I didn't look at was how far the station was, and it's just taking forever. I feel like I'm no. going to hunt an orbital. <laughs> and so no. finally, I, just, I had to abandon ship, and I was like, all right, so what I got to do is I just have to abandon this plan, jump to the next, you know, I found another one that was a lot closer. Made it with, uh, I think, three minutes to spare, touching down on the landing pad. Uh, but if I may say, for, for those of you who have not experienced having your cockpit blown out, do it just once. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> but seriously, the experience was amazing. They have done such a good job in-game of all of a sudden, all the sound effects drop out. Um, your HUD, your heads-up display that, that appears on the glass, oh. you can't see it. And no. so if you do want to use it, you have to angle for parts of the cockpit that have not been destroyed yet. 
And, you know, you're just, there is that, that tension in the game of like, am I going to make this? But it, it's, it's a great experience. I'm going to interject though, and you call it tension. I'm going to call it anxiety because every time my cockfoot is blown, dude, my anxiety level is so high. Tor right. it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Right, right. I mean, you know, um, um, so, so like, did you by chance look at, like, really look at a star while that was happening? Like when your cockpit was blown out? Uh, you mean one that was fairly close or yeah, uh, just yeah. like the, yeah. no, I didn't. So, so, go, so go. I, I think I told Justin about this. So like, if you get a chance, get, you know, get it, get another cockpit blown out, go, <laughs> go look at a star closely because oh, you're yeah. blinded. Yeah. The, Oh wow. They really turn up the intensity and the brightness and kind of accentuate that, that your, your glass or whatever really has some kind of UV or whatever filter on it. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, dude, like you're super blinded if you look at a star that's super close to you. It's, it's so, so looking at a neutron star like that would be game over. <laughs> dude, Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Take off like, your, your headset. About having like thirty minutes for it. The longest I've had is seven minutes, and <laughs> I have to pause and ask, how are you, are you a part of this zero percent club? Uh, no, no, not yet. Ty, are you a part of the zero percent club? Zero percent club. I didn't know there was a 0% club until I discovered Reddit. So, okay. like, uh, like, 1% was lowest I, I ever got, so. Okay, so I've, and I have at least three people that can attest to this. I was part of the 0% club twice in one night. <laughs> Just Where crushing. I had 0% hull. No, it wasn't intentional, and this is not a brag. This is me talking about how shitty of a combat pilot I am. <laughs> Because there is no reason why I should be a part of this club. But it happened twice in the same night. And when you're at 0% hull, flying back into a station and you finally land, your immediate thought is, Ugh! I made it. (laughs) I don't have to rebuy. Yeah, exactly. Because, oh, Jesus Christ, like being like 0% hull is literally the most stressful thing I have ever gone through. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Ty, to, I guess, come full circle, back on your, your question, you know, it's you talk about the core ships, and, and I've looked at the, is it the Imperial Cutter? That's the most expensive ship in the game thus far. Yes, yes 208 so, billion. Man, billion. and I would say, if I've looked at anything with, uh, you know, want in my eyes, it's probably that ship, as, as far as its ability to... Um, you know, it's a great mining ship. Uh, it's it's a very versatile ship, uh, and I know a lot a lot of that can be said for a lot of the higher end ships. Um, but for me, you know, I think because I'm still so new into the game, I'm I'm not feeling any kind of rush to to jump to that point. Um, I'm just really enjoying just kind of the the slow go of it all. And uh, I've also gotten into um, engineering and, and working on, uh, you know, the, the different engineers. And I'm finding that really, really interesting because there's not, there's a little bit of in-game information, but being able to, to jump onto the different resources and, you know, kind of do your, your detective work and figure out where you need to go, uh, before you even jump in, uh, that's been a lot of fun. And, and then visiting those different places and going through the slog of, you know, going around and around and around Dab's hope to get what you need. <laughs> okay. Ty, before you say something, because I'm newer than you are, 
I want to put my point in here because you're the experienced of all of us, so you have to reflect the same I do. But that that is actually the way you're supposed to handle it. Is like for me, I feel like it's been like you're supposed to be like chill about it, take it easy, do what you want to do. Now, with Ty being the experienced player, go ahead and put your point into there. Man, as soon as I discovered I could uh, uh, get a bigger jump range or get thrusters that could turn faster, I I went hardcore into engineering. Now, right. when they first released it, I didn't like it because it was like it was it was random rolls, and I didn't like that. So basically, if so so. I, I, I think I started off by saying I don't believe in luck. That being said, I believe I have crappy RNG when it comes to random roles in video games. <laughs> um, so, You're like, is this an engineering station or is this Vegas? What the hell's happening? It, it, yeah. it, like, like any time I've ever gambled, I've either broken, I either broke even or lost money. So, yeah, I, I, I never come <laughs> out ahead. But so, and 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 that's okay because I'll, I'll make my own luck. But. Um, you know the, the 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 when they first did engineers all these like random rolls and so someone who had like the grade five engineering may have gotten what what was called like a god roll where all the stars lined up and they had everything and I might hit the button a thousand times and never get the same roll. Yeah. Well, yeah. When they yeah. did engineering 2.0, where they kind of uh, took off the randomness and basically said, okay, once you hit the max, excuse me, once you hit the max level grade five. Once it might it might take Jason twenty times to get there, and it might take Justin ten times to get there. But once you're both at that, once you're both grade five engineering, you're both at you, you both have the same bonuses. So let me let me interject when I can, but keep going. So um, yeah, so yeah, that that's okay, I mean, that's so the, I, that was the end. Of business. It. <laughs> okay, so this is interjection point for me. Yeah, go ahead. Um, because I played Splatoon on the Wii U, uh, like, a lot of people save script on that game because, like, a lot of the rolls are random, and to get the stats that you wanted, you might have to re-roll a thousand times or some man to re-roll five times. Yep. And I, this game doesn't have that option to where it's just, like, you can save scrub. So, well, like, that's... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, they, they that was why that when they did engineering 2.0 or whatever the hell they ended up calling it, that that was that was really nice because they they pulled it out and they're like, hey, you know what, we're gonna, you know, if 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 it takes me to, um, uh, 20 sets of materials, 20 rolls to get to max, well, that's just crappy luck. But I can still work for it, and that way when I do get to max. We're still turning the same rate. We're still uh, have the same energy, um, same jump range, all that stuff. If if you engineer and you outfit a ship exactly the same, then there is no like ran- randomness is not going to hurt you. You may have spent right. more. You may, may spent more time or more uh, materials, but in the end, it's not going to hurt you. And I, I really and, I like that. And that's where I feel like Splatoon is wrong because they have the same kind of principle where it's just like if you do it enough, you'll get it. But well, and, and let me like just it's all random chance. Go ahead. Go. Well, let me just say like like any game that relies on sheer random for their players is is well video game related. I I don't agree with. 
Um, I think yeah. that uh, it should be skill based. If you want well, some randomness to like to get there, I'm okay with that. But uh, I think that when you have sheer randomness, it's 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 is not fun. If and you that's... find a game with sheer randomness, that's a game that has in uh, in game purchases. They're, they're well, like, that's... oh, you ran out of rolls. <laughs> exactly. Well, for ten dollars. That's kind of what it boils down to with Splatoon One. I'm not going to talk about Splatoon Two because I haven't played it. Well, Splatoon One, you had a lot of people save scrubbing because you're looking for those perfect rolls, but it's just like if you're out of it, you're out of it. But if you save scrubbed, guess what? You started back with 10 rolls. Hey, you could roll 10 times again and be okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But if you weren't okay with it, guess what? You re-rolled 10, 10, 10 scrubs again. Yeah. Like, And that's where the randomness of it comes down is like you're going to have people that do that bullshit. Yeah. To where it's just like, I'm going to save scrub because none of this is saved. And I don't know, I guess I kind of feel like that's where a weakness of random rolls come in. I feel like the randomness should kind of be eliminated. You should be guaranteed something within something for putting in X amount of effort. Well, you know, I, 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 there's a video on, uh, I think it was uh, Down to Earth Astronomy. Uh, he has a video on... Mm-hmm. If he broke it, if if I remember correctly, he broke it down. He was like, you know, levels one through three, you're going to have to roll, um, you know, between this number and this number. And, you know, once you get to four and five, uh, you might have to roll up to ten. Or, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, you know, at least I kind of had an idea for, uh, okay, I'm going to need at least ten of this one item, you know, when so I, I might luck out and roll a five and, and get that, you know, level five. Or maybe I have to do the full, you know, ten items for whatever it is I'm looking for. But uh, well, I feel like they, from, from my experience jumping in later or more recently in the game, it seems to be a, a really uh, refined process from, from even the stuff that I've seen online that was recorded a year or so ago. Well, I mean, that's the point I'm trying to make, though, is that, like, you shouldn't feel like you should have to, quote, unquote, save scrub to where it's just like you have a safe state of the game that if you don't get what you want, you re-roll it and then do it sure. again. Yeah, you shouldn't have to do that, right? Like, there should be some sort of guarantee. And and, and you know, to to the Frontier's credit, um, after they uh, they removed the the way the engineering was done, I want to say it was like six eight months after the first round. It might have been mm-hmm. a little longer, but they like right after they did it, they they're like, hey, we're gonna fix this. Just give us some time, and then they then they did, and I feel like they really fixed it. Um, let, let me let me ask you this, Jason. Have you participated at all in the uh, in the third in, in in this week's Interstellar Initiative or the Scourge Interstellar Initiative at all? I have not. Uh, that was something that I was really contemplating going out and and spending the discounted money on the what was it Type Seven, Type Nine, Type uh, Six, Type Seven, Type Nine. Yeah. And then uh, to uh, the pilot's credit, I went and watched all his videos, and I didn't really see. <laughs> really, kind of wowed me. I was like, well. These are all underwhelming for different reasons, but um, I, I think I'm still kind of leaning towards, I don't know, I, I have participated in interstellar initiatives in the past and uh, had a lot of fun with them. Uh, I think I'm going to re-engage with the one that was just announced yesterday or today. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the third flight, the South of Panem. Yes. And that, that, that's actually the first thing of, of news I want to talk about is the, 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 the phase three um, uh, origin of the containment that calls the blights traced to the south of Panem, an extremist group from Kappa for 
Fornasis. Fornasis. I can't read, guys. <laughs> a community goal is organized to neutralize South of Panem cells in Qatar by destroying their ships and turning in combat bonds at Qatar or Qatar Station. So, Later. quite yeah, whatever. So, me this 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 is this is what me and Justin did the other night, where we hopped into a, a combat zone and he's blowing everything up, and. I think that the way they did this was really cool because the south of Panem, if you go all the way back to like year one or so, um, this was all part of the Federation's anti-Onion Head campaign all the way back with like the first first or second, um, it wasn't Interstellar Initiative, it was Community Goals of what they were called back then. Yeah. And, CGs. Uh, yeah, and I, I believe that... Um, uh, it was so. The, uh, I believe the Federation actually ended up bombing uh, Capafornesis into like systems. Yeah, and and, and yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. That that hey, you know what? As uh, this is their uh, response to it years later. That um, it, it's it. I it really struck me as like I didn't expect them to pull this out of the out of the closet so to speak uh yeah it it really struck me as as a uh when, when they started first, first talking with this ex7 fertilizer stuff like all the way back in i think mid-september and it's been in galnet reports and they started doing um uh, uh interstellar initiatives around it and community goals and whatnot i never in my life imagined that it would all go all the way back to freaking onion head and panem and man, you know, every like like there is a really good, vivid story that is taking place in this galaxy that they just don't do a great job of telling. But when they do tell it, when they really kind of wrap around it and tell it, they Frontier does an amazing job with it. And I want them I want them to do more. Like I want them to do more stories like this. Hey, we're back. Sorry about that. Had a had a small emergency that uh, had to take care of there, so we paused recording. But we are all back now. Uh, Jason, you you were saying. Um, I wish I went and hit play so I could remember what the hell you're saying. But <laughs> <laughs> but but we we we, we were talking about uh, Panem and. Uh, yeah, right. I, the point I was making was that uh, you know when you if you played a game long enough. If you have a game that is writing content over a long period of time, that they kind of give you those little—it's uh, it's like breadcrumbs, you know—and then you can kind of look back at the path you've taken. And you're like, man, they—they they went all the way, you know, like a, however long the storyline, you know, the story arc goes, and, and it ties all the way back to that way back there. I mean, that's a, that's a really cool thing. It's it's fun for people who are new to be able to jump right into a storyline, but for those of you who have been playing for years and, and have that commitment. Uh, I think that's a that's a really cool uh, kind of uh, subtle thing that Frontier gives their uh, their dedicated playership for you know who've been playing for a long time the veterans. Yeah, I went and looked it up real quick. So it was December of thirty three oh one, and I believe that was four, four years ago. Four years ago, yeah. Wow. So that's that's pretty cool that they did that. Um, you know, you know, for me, like. 
I'm a, I'm a great big RPG guy. Like, I love RPG games. Of course, I love FPS games. But I, I like RPG games. When, when Baldur's Gate 3 comes out, y'all won't see my fat ass for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that's... Anyway, But so it's like for... for I like really engaging, really interactive stories. And the story of Elite Dangerous is really well done. And when they, when they have these huge story arcs and they bring them to fruition... Um, it's just one of those things that it, it makes me really excited for this game. Right. So that being said, we're going to talk about the second piece of news for this week, which was a really big announcement. Uh, oh, r- real quick on the Interstellar Initiative. Uh, Justin, uh, you mentioned yes. that there's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is kind of a 3.5, I would say, to this Interstellar Initiative because uh, Phase 3 was combat against the Scythe of Phantom. But literally just this today, this morning, for EST, my time, uh, if you they, they found a cure for the Blight, and if you go to any of the list stations where you can buy the cure from, and then you fly to either Orerve or I can't remember the other station currently at the moment. Uh, but if you Strino, Strino, something like that. But if you fly to those stations and you deliver the Cure to the Blight, um, not only will you be a part of the community goal, but you also get a free uh, sticker, like a. a, a uh, thing decal. for your ship, decal. Thank you. Yeah. You get a free decal for your ship because uh, you took part in it and you helped resolve from it. And that's cool. Personally, I feel like that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, like the fact that they're giving out a free decal for just you taking a part in in, in interstellar initiative. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's um, pretty awesome. Go I ahead. went. I went and looked it up. It looks like this is running from the twenty fourth to the thirtieth. And you pick them, you pick, you can pick up the uh, Argonomic, agro, agro, you can pick up the treatment in the Leasty, the LTT 4961, uh, Lansbury, Jindy, Esmundi. You, you pick them up in these systems and you take them to uh Shifnil port in the Deso system or the Watson station in Orerv system. So it's the same two systems that you juggle in grain. Yep. Antibiotics or whatever the third thing was for the first initiative for, for phase one. Yeah. Essentially. Now, so, now have, have you done this yet, Justin? Not yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure tomorrow or the day after. I'm going to be a part of this because yeah. I won that decal. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. <laughs> uh, I, 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 assume, I assume you haven't done it yet, have you, Jason? No, I haven't. So I'd be willing to bet that if – because right now they're running the combat thing. It's so we're effectively at war with the South of Panem. I'd be willing to bet that if you're carrying this little uh, treatment cargo, that they're going to have some NPCs try to uh, interdict you and pull you out and try to kill you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my hand on this and then say uh, because nobody else is talking. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of talk with kind of 
delivering the Rockforth fertilizer in phase two. Uh, there was a lot of gankers during that. Yeah. And, I mean, that's something that's typically going to happen. Like, well, if you're I'm, delivering this stuff, like, there's going to be gankers in open. If no, you want to avoid it, be private or be solo. I, I, I didn't mean PvP. I meant PvE. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't have any issues PvE-wise. So. I didn't either, but if there's a time for them to do it, this is the time no. to do it because it would yeah. really fit in with the storyline of everything else. So, especially if those gankers turned out to be the uh, the people who were, you know, um, who the what was it the, the Federation or whoever firebombed or bombed their yeah. Federation. Yeah. You're right. Yep, it was the Federation. So that would that, that'd be an interesting twist if if they were putting well, up. Well, um, I, I mean, I think I got interdicted once where somebody's like, "Hey, drop twenty one tons in your fucking your poo," <laughs> essentially. Yeah, and uh, I literally just boosted away and delivered my poo. Um, thinking of which, this is going to be another shout to Lavria, but I literally all of my Rockville fertilizer came from Lavria because, like, it was one jump with empty cargo, full cargo. <laughs> I went to uh, I forget the station name, but it was a little bit farther out. But once my cargo was full, I had to take two jumps, so it was just like skirt. I'm going to lave so. Let's just say that Commander Dravenos removed a lot of shit from Live Radio. Hey. <laughs> that Sidewinder bar stinks a little less. <laughs> <laughs> because of me. <laughs> By the way, can I call out, I made top 10% during that last one. Hell yeah. So I'm, I'm proud of that. I, I claimed, I, and this is on air, I claimed I wanted to make top 25%. I was top ten percent. I would have tried to gone top ten percent, but I well, got blown up while trying to do another mission. So, who would have predicted that Justin would be the top twenty percent of hauling shit? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You know what? At least I hauled a whole of that from Lave Radio. So I'm a shit hauler. Uh. So the other big piece of news this week is, um, let's see, when was this? This was Tuesday around 11 Central Time. Will Flanagan, a community manager, broke my heart. But he, <laughs> um, Did he, though? Yes and no. Um, but we'll get into it. So, so let, let me, let me kind of just read through it real quick. So following the launch of this, of this September update last month, uh, we'll provide you an update with our plans for Elite Dangerous. Um, there's a huge paragraph here, but effectively what their plans are is that from now until 2020, the updates will focus almost exclusively on addressing recent and long-standing issues, including those reported in the Issue Tracker forum, ultimately making the game better. So there's some long-time issue, long issues in there that I hope that they address. We can go into a few of those in just a sec. Raising hand, continue discussion. So we are we are expecting to have a series of these updates, which will be rolled out approximately every three to four months. Awesome. Each update will also include a public beta that will run prior to the update's release with a dedicated time to address major issues that appear. Okay. The first of these updates will have its public beta in December with an expectation that the launch will be in er- will be early in 2020. As a result of our updated plans, we have made the difficult decision to defer the release of fleet carriers. 
We are now planning for fleet carriers to be released in an update in the second quarter of 2020 rather than December 2019 as previously stated. This will grant us additional time to refine the feature as well as focusing time on addressing existing reported issues. It will also ensure the state of the game is in a better position to introduce fleet carriers that will provide commanders even more opportunities to interact with the Milky Way. We understand this is this this delay will disappoint some players, but do know that this decision is one that we do not take lightly and is made with the best interests of the community and the game at heart. So, I'm going to remain quiet and let you two guys talk about this for just a minute. All right, you and me first, Buzz. Go ahead, Justin. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like a lot of this is in reaction to the petition, which I signed. I know the pilot signed. I know the tie signed. Yep. But a lot of us wanted bug fixes and beta tests before shit was released. And I remember even, like, it was probably two or three episodes back, me making a comment about a, a report to where it's just like, if they can't get the September report right, the September update, right? Then what makes us think they're going to get fleet carriers right? So, this is literally what we asked for. Do I agree with it? I'm iffy on it. I signed the petition, so I can't. Like, yes, I, I wanted bug fixes. I wanted more community interaction beforehand. But... Like, I understand there's a lot of things going on where it's like people need new updates, but it's just like, I feel like if you're one of those long-standing players, like, you notice the bugs a lot more than people that just hopped on. And for me, I feel like it's one of those things where it's just like, I feel like the bug fixes are way more important than new content. Because when they introduced the Ark Store, it's just like, if you bought a certain skin, your ship couldn't FSD. <laughs> which minor detail that's a big bug like oh i can't jump in my cutter because i bought a new skin like well what the hell <laughs> but like i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm disappointed with it like the bugs need to be taken care of point blank period that's me personally that's my opinion because if they still had all the bugs around that they do now and then introduced fleet carriers and had a fix bug fix on top of fleet carriers on top of bugs that have already existed, that's way more work. Whereas right. if they hammer them out now, re release fleet carriers later, and then really like fix the bugs that come with fleet carriers, it's it's smaller amounts of work, but like I realize it delays content for players that have stayed on things like Ty. Which I'm sure will get his opinion after me and you talk, but yeah, go ahead. You go ahead, Jason, and <laughs> tell us what your thoughts on this are. Well, I mean, you you summed it up about the exact way that I feel about it. I mean, I, I think as a new player, a newer player uh, to this community and to the game, uh, there's already a ton of content uh, out there for me to uh, not be bummed about fleet carriers, probably because I mean, that's... For me, I see that as being a long time down the road, and, and uh, not only just gameplay-wise, but financially. Um, well, can I interrupt you real quick on that one? And, yeah. Uh, what? I mean, because me as a player personally, I don't care about fleet carriers. That's me personally. What are your thoughts on fleet carriers? 
So I, I'm of the same mind, uh, and but it, I think it's one that that like in life, uh, you don't know that you want it, uh, or you don't want it, but you don't know that you need it until you know you're presented with it, and once it's released, and they they show us the full spectrum of what these things are going to be capable of and, and what you can and, and be able to use, I might find, heck yeah, that's my new goal. That's what I want to save up for. I want to, you know, grab one and, and take it out to the farthest reaches of, of BFE and, and, you know, scour the whole thing and call it mine. Um, but yeah, there. but you know, I, I feel like uh, the, I, I feel like they're going about it the right way. Um, I, I know that it, I'm sure it disappoints a lot of people. Fleet Carrier seemed like a very exciting thing for especially the the player, the veteran players who've been around for a long time, who, again, if you've done it all, you're waiting for, hey, what's what's that carrot that's going to get me back in this game and get me uh, excited about Elite Dangerous again? Um, that now, you know, has been postponed potentially six months. And that's that that sucks, man. That, that's okay. that's tough. So here's why I interject and I go, okay, so this is literally going to be the third response they've had to this. So now it's 18 months since they've announced it. Year and a half. Long time. Yeah. Me and you are newer on the scene, so that's where I'm going to look and go, hey, Ty, what you got to say? <laughs> it fucking sucks. <laughs> 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 and let me tell you why, alright? Number one, it's, it's okay, the the long-standing issues that they're talking about in this issue tracker and uh, the more addressing the recent issues and all that, I am completely all for that. Uh, that's called customer service. That's what that's called. Mm -hmm. Alright? That's, that's, um, if, if, if I release something that wasn't complete or wasn't or was uh, halfway broken, um, no one would purchase it. No one would, would, would do anything with it. Now, that being said, the updates we've been getting, you can argue, are, fa are free updates. Bullshit. They're not free updates. They are paid for by the stickers and the paints and the uh, ship kits and all the other little things that you buy in the store. That is factored oh, into yeah. their business model. And if there's not factor into their business model then that is a poor business is what that is and I, I i don't i don't buy that um honestly this feels like this is this is a response to poor planning on their part when 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 they decided to do this 2020 big patch which will most definitely be space legs at this point which we can talk about that in just a minute yeah um they they basically said um, we are taking the B team, so to speak, and we're going to make you guys manage the game, do these small things up until we get to our big release. Your, your, your 15, 20 guys job, your job is to keep people interested in this game for the next, uh, 18 months or whatever it was when they, uh, decided to do this. And I believe it was, uh, mid uh, 2019 when they decided to do this. So it would have been about 18 months when they got to release. So basically what this is, is that the B team failed because here we are in October and the September update effectively just got pitched a fix two weeks ago. Um, and 
the A team is basically saying, well, since you guys, we, we can't really pull people off to make this because, or to build the patch the game between here and there, because, hey, we're trying to do all this other stuff. And I assume that the A team made fleet carriers, but they were going to give it to the B team to kind of, you know, shore it up or whatever to, to, to get it ready for release. Um, so it honestly feels like poor project planning. Is what it feels like. Um, now, you know, I'm probably gonna get slammed a little bit for saying it that way. So let me let me let me, let me say this. Um, I think that it's the right decision because the state of the game right now, it needs some bug fixes. If you go and you look through the, all the issues in the issue tracker forum, where they have all of these problems that um, are are clearly issues. Um, you know, I, I still see people. I still see people posting, um, you know, back up your your profile every time that there's a little patch because, you know, they, they lost their uh, uh, keybinds. Why why is that still? This game has been out. I went and looked it up a while ago. This game released uh, December sixteenth, twenty fourteen. Gentlemen, we're five years out, and we still have bugs from launch day where it deletes your 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 profile, your key bindings. There are Hello Kitty Island that remembers your fucking key bindings. <laughs> All right, I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry. I love this game, and I like I like Frontier as a company because I feel like they are making the right move. But if we're gonna be honest about what this is, this is poor project planning, coupled with poor execution, coupled with them saying, "Well, this is what we got to do because this is really jacked up," and. You know, if if I get that they're a business and this is a business decision and it it arguably is the right decision, but from someone who I, I right now my elite dangerous bucket list is there are I have all of my check marks I've done everything that I want to do with this game, and honestly I've been looking for things on forums and on Reddit of things I can go do, and I haven't really found a whole lot besides earning another two or three billion credits. With Void Opals or Paynot. Well, I will confirm this with you because uh, we've had this discussion multiple times where it's just like, you've told me, it's just like, I already have all this, I have all of that, and I don't know what else to do in these ships. Yeah. So, like, I I agree with you on that statement. Um, I would like to get Buzz's, Jason's opinion on this as well. You know... And I, I totally get uh, both perspectives. I, I think, um, you know, Ty, one of the things I was wondering is that the, the silver lining to this, you know, cloud here, uh, do you feel like since they are going to be opening the beta again for, for bug fixes, do you feel like someone that has done it all, something you might find interest in would be participating in the in that beta to get the game back to you know or get it to where it needs to be i don't know um you know and that's that's kind of the that's kind of the rub with it right now because you know i was looking at i, I play other games uh that's, that's 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 pretty obvious i play other games and i'm looking at the games that are coming out uh this month uh early november and then uh coming out early next year and there's a huge lineup coming out uh red dead redemption 2 is november 5th 
that will occupy a large portion of my time. I can't wait to be a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, we're all in agreement on that one because uh, yeah, the day that game comes out, I'm not sure if we're going to have a podcast that week. Speaking uh, of which, <laughs> Frontier, Frontier, if you're listening, I want to cap for my commander. Oh, Jesus, yeah. yes. Please and thank you. Yes. Um, and then and then you fast you fast forward just a little bit. Uh, we got Doom Eternal. I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty big Doom guy. I will I will be picking that up. Uh, then you have games a game that just came out that I'm really interested in is the Outer Outer Worlds Outer Worlds Outer Wilds Outer Worlds Outer Wilds is it Outer Wilds okay well you know I'm really yes. interested, I'm really interested in that game I've read some good reviews I read it was kind of short but I read some really good reviews about it then you got the fact that Modern Warfare which looks like a really good Call of Duty game I've not been real fond of the last couple of Call of, last three or four Call of Duties but this one here looks really good I played the beta I'm very excited about this one. And for me, on the one hand, it's like, where was I going to fit in fleet carriers in the middle of all this? On the other hand, I'm sitting around going, <laughs> am I even going to be interested in this when they come out? Because guess what comes happens in, in April? Cyberpunk. And yeah, Cyberpunk's yeah. going to occupy a large portion of my time. And if they, you know, they start, if, if for whatever if whatever reason, they're like, hey, here's our fleet carrier second quarter. I may have to shelf that for a little while. Because I have all these other games that are going to, have to require a lot of time, and I have a limited amount of time to game. And honestly, it coming out in December would have been the perfect time for them to do that. So I, I kind of feel like I, I know that other gamers are, are are much like myself who play other games, and are looking at this and going, "Well, where do we fit this time in?" And I. I'm honestly, what what they've had a long history of doing in this game is releasing content and then patching it. I don't agree with that mindset. I really don't. But you've been doing it for so long, and now you're saying, hey, we're not going to do that. We're basically going to give you another year of nothing. And there's a little part of me that wants to be a very kind of cynical about it and basically say, well, maybe we're just not going to get them. Because... It, you know, we haven't really seen them. We've seen a little bit of them. We've had, I think we got two videos total of them. They've, this is the second time they've pushed it out. I'm kind of starting to feel like this is going to be the ice, uh, the ice world upgrade that they talked about two lave cons ago. Hmm. Uh, not to mention the fact that six years ago, when this game was in, de in development, they talked about you know these features won't be in at start, but what if you could walk over to your buddy's ship and then steal it? What if you could do that? Now, I'm not right. necessarily for that, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. We're, we're, we're five years in. Where's that? They've had a game release in 20, what did I say, 2014, and then they had Horizons release December 15th, 2015. And then, effectively, out of that, we've had no major content releases. And if we're going to do this every year, which I, I'm up for paying a yearly price to to have large updates to this game, I'm I, I will give you money if you give me content. I will do it. I know I'm not the only one. But it, I'm 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 really kind of I'm really kind of thinking I don't know if we're even going to see them at this point, which is a big disappointment for me. And then you look at the release schedule of other stuff. It it might be something I have to table for a little while. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's a pretty big disappointment for me. And this whole thing about they're saying, well, they're going to be able to fix the bugs and it'll be great. You know, why don't you have 15 people working on that anyway? 
full time or yeah. Because yeah. right now I'm looking at the uh, issue. They have 452 pages. Uh, total results are 4,519. Yeah. Uh, so, it, I mean, that's that's a lot. That, that's that's yeah. going to take a while, and that's going to take a percentage of, uh, you know, them working on that. Um, that's, yeah, I, I'm optimistic. I think the fleet carriers, carriers will come. Um, why they decided to bump it back, uh, perhaps they weren't ready. You know, even if they shipped in December, uh, that was, you know, convenient for you and you were ready for it. If it's so buggy that the whole game isn't working, you know, it's it's kind of irrelevant that they they you know released it. Well, that's a good point. I mean, because you know, even if they did come out in December and it would just didn't function or something was not right, it took them you know six weeks to get it right. It it would have interfered with other things anyway. So that's that's a that's a good point. Yeah. And and I don't know. I was just gonna say, you know, it, the other thing that you know, a reason they may have pushed this back is that maybe they had fleet carriers ready in the design and and implementation in which they thought the elite gamers were going to appreciate and want, and maybe since the release, having enough discussion about, you know, YouTubers talking about here's what I would want to do with it. Here's 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 what I'm hoping to see. They might have had to go back to the drawing board and say, "Man, we've we've got to rework some stuff." Well, and here's here's the other part of this too, man. Is that like fleet carriers are a really cool thing? Okay, well, being back up one second, a big part of Elite Dangerous is that you kind of have to create your own fun, and yeah, that's kind of the appeal of it to some degree. But that being said, if if you're if, if they release these fleet carriers and there's not really a mechanic behind it, well, then who cares? Because, because let's be honest, what this is, this is a space station. It's not, a, it's not a fleet carrier. It's not a ship. It's a space station. That's what it is. It, it has some neat little things where you can move it around and dock your own ships to it and pay for things inside of it. But it is a space station because you're not going to be able to fly it. You're not going really, you're not going to be able to directly manipulate it. But it, so, from a gameplay perspective, it is just a station. Now, if you I'm going to go back and reference the pilot in our interview with him because he literally blew my mind. When, <laughs> when he said, far as functionality, if they were to burn the bubble mm-hmm. and make it to where effectively human civilization, like Thargoids move in and most of human, human, human civilization is wiped out and the only thing that's left are really these fleet carrier stations that players set up man that's how you do it yeah and yeah i I, that's that's honestly what i want to see so yeah that would be uh i mean that would pretty much reinvent the game yeah um and you know if that if that coincided with with dropping space legs to almost you know uh, appease or not necessarily a piece, but to draw in a new crowd who might not necessarily be super jazzed about a space flight simulator. Um, yeah. You know, they're looking for a little bit more. Burning the bubble would be a great way to kind of reset the storyline. Yeah. And, and you know, not only that, but from a storytelling point of view, that'd be a great way to do it. There's there's a bunch of stuff there. Bunch of stuff. Right. What else you, what else you got to say about this, Justin? Did we lose Justin? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we did. <laughs> oh, well, man. 
If he comes back, we'll find out in a minute. Um, yeah. And we're going to push through the rest of this episode here. So, Earn Your Wings this week is... Well, do you have anything else you want to say about it, Jason? Let me start there real quick. No, man, that's about it. I mean, it's. I, I think for newer players, it's it's less of heartache, less heartache for, for us. Uh, and I, I, I'm just speaking for myself, but I, I could only assume that... I mean, that's, that is something that is a, a feature downrange for most players. Uh, but if you are a senior player, I can easily see how this is a, um, you know, a little bit of heartache, hoping for something new and exciting to kind of uh, re-energize, you know, re- light the fire again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so next segment we're going to talk about is earn your wings. And this week on earn your wings is choosing a home station. Now, for me, choosing a home station, when you once you hit Elite, it's easy to choose a home station because it's it's going to be Shinrata because that has every module, every ship. That's <laughs> that's where you want to. Plus, you get I think I think it's a ten percent discount on things. That's where you want to outfit your ship. Absolutely. But my question is, where was your home station before you hit Elite? Man, uh, you know, to be, uh, I'll tell you the truth. I I didn't know about the. I just uh, I was. When I ended up getting into my Asp Explorer, that's where I left my Sidewinder. And then uh, my Asp Explorer jumped all around as I was doing stuff. And then once I hit elite status and uh, I had heard uh, people talking about, you know, you have to go to Jameson Memorial. That's, that's where everything's at. Um, that's, that's what I officially made my home station. And I ended up recalling all my other ships to that location. Yeah. Um. Like for me, I for before I hit, uh, before I got any sort of permits or anything, I had my home station was Aravate. I can't remember the name of the station, but my home system was Aravate, and the reason that is because I was very much into bounty hunting, and I was flying in a Vulture, that um, and the way the system was, or the way the system is, I guess I should say, like I don't know if it's still there because I haven't been there in quite a while, but the station was right outside of a. Uh, of a high res, not a has res, but a high res. And that's all. Uh-huh. That was the highest I could do at that point. Um, so I was going there doing bounty bounty hunting and stuff. And when I got, met, you know, when I got hurt or whatever, then I would uh, fly back. This it was a quick run, and it was really good for me as far as like being able to turn in uh, uh, combat. God, what are they called? Uh, combat bounties and um, be able to earn money. That was that was how I was earning money. Before there was anything, that was that was how I bought. Uh, I was actually I, that was how I bought my very first, uh, and or how about how I bought my Anaconda, which let me do other things. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a lot of bounty hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, th- there's a couple of good uh, YouTube videos for people who uh, haven't made up their mind. I, I know uh, if I forget the uh the youtubers if you just google it i mean home home stations elite dangerous but i guess there's one there's a couple that are some of them are actually on planets that you can go to and one of them that was described was talking about how um it's actually a 15 to 20 percent uh cost up from what you would normally pay elsewhere (laughs) but it's sort of like a jameson memorial thing but it's, it's one of those just kind of more remote I, I guess you're, you'd see less uh, other players if, if you're, you know, uh, playing open game. And then the last one they suggested was uh, Hutton Orbital, 
Uh, but at the end of the game, you know, he totally was joking. But <laughs> <laughs> you may get your home station. You're 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 a trucker at heart. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 other one I was kind of thinking of. Uh, so like, it's a funny story. Like once I once I got the permit to get to be able to get to Seoul, I made Galileo my home station, and that was just because it was, to my to my knowledge, is one of the first stations where that looked different on the inside, like it had a different mm. skin and all that. It was really pretty. And, um, that was the only reason why I chose that. But like, as far as like, why would a new player choose a home station? The best advice I can give you is choose one that's working for what you're doing. If you're choosing one for combat that you're doing bounty hunting stuff, find one with uh, a high, a has res or a high res nearby that you're good with. Um, and you can use EDDB to find stations that, kind of fit in with your um, what you're looking for. If you're looking for something that's going to do so something else you can do to earn money is the rares. Like you can buy rares, take them very far away and sell them. Um, And it's not very profitable, but early game it can be a little helpful. Uh, But what you can do there is is you make your home station kind of the end of your your big circle. That way you can, uh, you know, when you're parked for the night or whatever, you can you can buy the rares you need to, and then kind of reset to to go to go to the next one, kind of far off. Um, I think I think you know that run was like you know Lave, you buy brandy, and then you are Lave and brandy, and then you go to gosh, what was it? I think it was Leasty, and then I think I think it, I think it was Leasty with Ripley Station, and you bought the Alien Eggs, which is like a total reference to um, <laughs> yeah, the Alien movies, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but there was like a whole, I can't remember, I could probably find it if I Googled it real quick, but there was like a whole big circle that you did with rares to earn money. And, uh, and that was, that was, I think I made my home station at that point lave for a while because it was kind of, it was kind of where the, where the circle started and ended, so to speak. And I, yeah. once a day or every couple of days, I would do a run of the whole, of the whole circle. So it took about, I guess about an hour, hour and a half. And there was a bigger circle you could do if you had, you know, all the stuff to do it, but I didn't have a big enough ship to do it. Yeah. Thinking back on it, I can't remember the name of the uh, the system, but it was like LT, blah, 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 blah. But it, it was one that when I found a really good uh, Void Opal hotspot uh, out on one of the rings and the, the actual uh, point was, or the, the station was relatively close to bounce back to, refuel, and then I would, uh, once I was docked, I would look on uh, EDDB for, you know, the place that sold it for, or was, was purchasing it for 1.6, uh, you know, a piece. And then I'd fly out to that location and come back to that, that system and continue to mine. Yeah. And, you know, for, you know, for that matter, too, um, uh, there's, there's a few places inside of the bubble. It I've, seems like I'm always reading about people finding places outside the bubble that are good for void opals. I got a couple places inside the bubble that are great for void opals and paint out. And, um, I'll, I'll have to share them with you later. I'm not going to share them with everybody because I don't want that pristine <laughs> yeah. reserve thing to go down. Right. <laughs> but, um, a little to, honey hole. Yeah. A little, yeah. It's just like when you find a, when you find, you know, you know, when you find a good fishing spot, you don't tell everybody where that fishing spot is. So, Oh yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I, I, I would encourage anybody who's who's looking for a home station. And I got a couple of, of emails about asking about it, but 
Uh, once you hit Elite, I don't understand why you would not make it Shinrata. Now, if you're playing in Open, don't go to Shinrata in Open because you will be ganked really quick. <laughs> uh, That's what I've heard. I, I'm almost uh, private or uh, solo. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, do you, do, you, do, you, do you play in Open a lot? So I, I don't yet. What my goal is, and it's kind of a... a uh, but... That I'm, that I'm working towards, but getting to the point where I am a competent enough pilot uh, in whatever I'm flying, uh, especially if I, I want to get up to becoming a, a better fighter pilot. But my goal is once I get confident enough, I just need to jump into the deep end and just, you know, try my luck. I would love to play almost exclusively uh, that way, you know, with, with other real players, because I feel like that adds that level of community and immersiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- um, man, I've, I've gotten burned so many times by people in, in, not so many times. I got burned, so I only got 14 deaths in the game, so I guess I've only been burned really like five or six times by just gankers and, and stuff, but it, yeah, it just, um, I don't know, I, I, I just wish there's a way, I, I, I just really wish there's a way you could toggle PvP on and off, like maybe some dedicated PvP zones or something, but. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's just one of the things I you know I wish that they could do. So, but um, if you if you guys do have questions for on your wings, um, I got a couple more. The people of people waiting in the wings asking me different stuff, and um, like I, I I think one of the questions you asked once was about VR setups, and I think me and you talked on the phone about that. But I got a buddy of mine who is I, I work with him, and he is literally. Give him, he has literally used almost every single VR headset there is. Uh, right, in fact, he has a, a he's he has a Vive Index right now. He's been telling me about, and uh, I was going to try to get him on. I'm trying to get him onto the show so he can basically give me a review of all the different headsets and tell me why they're one's better than than another. Because I've only really have experience with the Rift and the Rift Rift S and Vive, and I only got to test the Vive at a at a demo, and I was not real fond of the Vive. The Vive quality, honestly, is is crap i haven't tried it but that's what i've heard as well um i've, I've done the rift and the rift s and the quest i haven't tried quest with uh, elite obviously but um so that's that's my my experience um the rift s for me price wise and uh you know reduced screen door effect i feel like for this game is is amazing yeah the the screen door effect i felt was pretty bad on the uh on the on the standard rift but the rift s yeah, I know there's a little bit like like going from Rift to Rift S, you lose some of the field of view, but it it really did a great job as far as the um, as far as just like getting rid of the screen door effect and giving like I, I I don't know what it is. I put on I put on the Rift S on this new 21 or this new 2080 Ti, and it it looks so much better than what it previously did. And I, I didn't wow. change any sort of settings. I just cranked it up. It's like, wow, this looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got a 1080 TI. I know some people have, have talked about, you know, having a similar setup, uh, 1080 TI and, and running into occasional issues with VR, but, um, this is run like butter for me, uh, almost exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a 1080 TI before this and it ran great. And, but when I went to that 2080, I was like, wow, this, it's, I did not expect it to be that big of an upgrade because almost every review I had read was like, it, it's a, it's an upgrade, but it's not, not in day. And I would still not say it's not in day, but I would say it's a good 30, 40% upgrade fidelity than what it previously was, which I did not expect at all. 
Damn. Well, that's that's good to know. And, and I might be exaggerating that a little bit, but what, <laughs> what, what, the thing that struck me the most was, like, the metal in the, uh, like, like, I was in the crate when I first did it, and I remember looking down at the wires, or looking over to the side and down at, like, some wiring, and I was thinking, wow, that really looks like rubber. And the metal yeah. next to it really looks like brushed metal, and I don't remember, I don't remember seeing that on the 1080 Ti. Um, yeah. I kind of wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't sold the 1080 Ti so I could do a side-by-side -side comparison, but... Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's times where I'll take my headset off, and then when I go to put it back on, it's not, like, over the body. It's not where it should be. I need to, like, you know, reconfigure my uh, viewpoint. But I'll pick it up, and, like, if I'm in my SRV, I'll be right next to the tires and and outside the SRV. And just the level of detail yeah. when you get up close to those things is just awesome, especially if... You're able to, uh, like with the Rift S, I'll, I'll get out of the uh, uh, commander's seat and just walk around the, uh, you know, the cockpit as, as much as you're able to. And it's so cool to see the level of detail. And, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, when you get to, if they release space legs, there will be an even more refined level of detail uh, that you can appreciate. Yeah. Well, let me ask you real quick. So, so do you think that's what the 2020 update is going to be? You know, I think so. I feel like there is enough uh, competition out there that is driving the direction of, of space games with, with No Man's Sky and then the, the, the concept project of uh, what, what, a Star Citizen, uh, if that ever releases. But, you know, it's, I, I think, and I think it was discussed on uh, Lave, uh, someone brought up the point of, you know, this is... This would be a great introduction to bringing more people into the fold and, and giving people who enjoy that style of gameplay uh, something to do. And, I mean, it would just be one uh, another facet to this game uh, that if you've been there, done that, you can now uh, see this game from a whole new perspective. See, I'm, I'm exactly right there with you. I, I don't see... I, from, from a marketing point of view, I don't see another option that they could go with and make sense from right. a, from a, what I want point of view, I'd, I would still prefer the atmospheric thing, um, which we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, but which was, which would be cool. And, you know, I, I read some of the elite dangerous and I thought it was interesting. They, one of the stories was mentioning how somebody was dropping, uh, a gas giant to refuel. And, uh, I thought that would be an interesting concept, you know, to, uh, an alternative you, you know they you know um th this i believe that's something they had mentioned at some point that that i, I want to say it was at one of the lavecons they had talked about you know letting us fuel off a gas giant somehow and that kind of got my brain sparked into the whole i mean how cool would it be to let us go down you know five thousand kilometers into a gas giant to 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 you know, a full-blown gas miner you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, if you added levels to that, to where, you know, you're, you're, you're hearing the hole like being compressed by the pressure as you're descending and, you know, you, you added some kind of danger element to it to, you know, make it like sort of like if you want the void opal mining of gas giants, you know, you've really got to work for it and, and make it a, uh, a challenge. Yeah. And you know, that was, that was something else that, um, that I was kind of thinking about too was, um, uh, you know, like like with the with the whole 
gas giant thing, they could. Okay, did you ever watch Star Trek Enterprise? Uh, yeah, a little bit of it. So I, I think about that first episode or two, where they where they went to that Sulabon um, station that was inside of that gas giant, and they had to like, like, like fly the Enterprise down into it, and. There's a bunch of things that they could do with that. Like, if you look at the uh, the Lagrange clouds that are already exist in the game, yeah. Like, there's already lightning stuff. There's already um, uh, uh, what are this called? Uh, life forms that they could exist. I mean, how cool would mm-hmm. it be to be like gas mining in a gas giant, and then you look over and you see like this ginormous, I don't know, gas giant well looking thing. Oh and yeah, it, I just. It, you could you could create a you know the the thargoids could you know you could have a whole nother race of creatures and you know truth be told being able to identify even if it's microorganisms but you're the first to discover it that'd be another really interesting thing to add yeah yeah I mean, there, there's see this I don't want, I don't want to get a whole thing here but I feel like I feel like they're really missing <laughs> an opportunity by giving us space legs but. you know I, I, being a business and we've talked about this I, I feel like being a business I, I get it you do the space legs you're bringing in a, a whole new group of people in, into this potentially right. and, and then from there you know you can then add the gas giant stuff uh, and you know I, I don't know how complicated that would be I think space legs is a huge undertaking it would have to be um, especially to make it relevant and not just a uh, Make it something that that actually um, has purpose. Yeah. You know, you, you you can't just make it to where you can walk around your ship and that do. You know, I, I I keep having these like dreams of being able to like if I look back to sci-fi movies, um, you know, the episodes where Star Trek they have to go out in EVA suits and walk along the hull to go and repair something, or you know, if you are able, I mean, you, you could look at a. a you know, you you could look at a gas giant or you know a, a star sitting on top, standing on top of your you know ship, or you know uh, if you have the ability to, if you want to move about your ship, be able to disengage the uh, the maglocks on your boots and and float through your ship instead of just walk. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a, a ton of stuff. I mean, the the whole concept of being able to do uh, pirating, like you know, it, you drop in on an uh, 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 unidentified signal only to find the hull of a ship that you then have to EVA over to you board, you know, that there's maybe it's like, you know, flickering, there's a little bit of light or a little bit of energy left, or maybe there's nothing left. And you just have your EVA lights on your, on your helmet, illuminating this really, you know, creepy ghost ship that you're having to see if there's any resources worth stealing. Yeah. You know, for that matter, I, I think about like, like when I was doing the guardian stuff and getting like the guardian, you know, boosters and all that, how creepy some of their sights are and how they're all dark. like some of them are real dark and you have this is back before you had night vision like it was all dark so you had to use like <laughs> the lights of stuff and like these sentinels would pop out at you and if you're in turret mode you don't necessarily see them all of a sudden you're getting shot and it just oh that's cool it had a, it had an air of creepiness about it and i think about how you know you know if we get space legs what they're going to do with it and how they could you know, effectively turns you know, some of some of it is definitely going to be cool. I'm going to be interested in some of it. I, I like I like shooters and stuff. I just don't know if I want it in this game. But anyway, yeah. Well, let me ask you this: what's what's on your commander bucket? So you've been playing this game. You said about six months, right? Right. So 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 what's on your commander bucket list? So on my commander bucket list, I I want to travel to. Uh, Sagittarius A, 
uh, you know, just travel to the, the, the center of the universe, just see that massive black hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get really good at uh, combat. And I, I think, man, if you can get good at PvP combat, that's, that's a pretty, you know, pretty good bragging rights right there. Um, I, I want to see, I, I want to explore Thargoids. I want to go off into the black, into the nothing for a long stretch of time and do my best to try and f- be the first to find some things, you know, be the first to d- get my name on uh, a system or some planets and, and things like that. I, I think that is, is my, my bucket, my short bucket list. Um, Long term, I, I haven't really gone much into uh, where, where I want to, you know, what I want all that to, to mean and to matter. Yeah. Well, you like, like, you know, it's, it's funny you mention that because, like, like, there was a point about a year ago that I made it, like, I was, I guess it's been about a year and a half ago. Like, I, I was like, all right, I, I want to get my name on every type of star. I want to get my name <laughs> on every type of planet, you know, and they're out there. Like, I've I yeah. done it, you know, and. <laughs> Um, uh, Thargoids I've killed up to an Interceptor I, I didn't kill a Medusa or nothing but I did solo an Interceptor I'm done with that uh, especially if the if Thargoids actually end up being the good like I suspect the Thargoids you know like, right <laughs> like from a, from, a, from a storyline point of view I'm kind of like maybe the Thargoids are the good guys and the Guardians yeah. are really the bad guys here you we're know? gonna find out oh wait we're the assholes oh shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've been killing these innocent people who are just and, and I think that's a real possibility, man. That like, that like, uh, like we found out, we find out that the the Thargoids really are they're not they're not that bad. They're just defending themselves. That we've right. we've done some horrible things to them at some point. So, and you know, one of the things that I find interesting about this game that I haven't done in the past with other games is I am approaching this game sort of like I've developed a character for myself, and I'm like, what does this character believe in? What what am I willing to, what lines am I willing to cross? You know, am I going to do contraband? Am I cool with that? You know, do I want to be a part of the, um, you know, the, what faction do I, do I more align with? And, and do I want to work for them, you know? Or do I just want to stay off and do my own thing and, and let politics take its shape, you know, uh, with without my influence? Um, this is one of the first games that I've actually kind of put some thought into of, you know, what what I'm doing in game and what are those consequences? Um, and getting back to the Thargoid thing, do I want to hunt the Thargoids yet before I really know what's their MO? You know, and, and, and again, like you said, are we the bad guys? Yeah. You know, it's funny you mention that because like, like er- almost every game I play, I kind of, it's going to sound really nerdy to me, but I create, <laughs> I create little, little backstories like background stories for my character, like yeah, like I, I, after I kind of learn a little bit about the lore and how my character starts out, like I meant to, I, I, don't, I don't like role like full full blown role play, but like I I have a way I'm gonna play the character, and it's like this is you know like 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 for instance in the game, uh, Turville, he's a he's a, he's a he's a primary Federation pilot. He believes in their ideals for the most part. Doesn't he does he never runs slaves? Doesn't like slaves? Thinks that's a horrible thing. Yeah. That being said, he does agree with some of the Imperial things because they're right about some stuff. And right. the Federation's wrong about some stuff, which is why he's kind of aligned himself with both of them. And the more he flies around in this universe, the more he thinks the Alliance is looking better and better, but they're also kind of dirty as well. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, nobody's hands are clean completely, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we kind of talked about factions a few episodes ago about how 
it's it's a, it's kind of a shame. Like other games, kind of you know they they kind of tie you into a faction. And you're kind of stuck there, and it's kind of a shame that they don't do that in this to where. Like, like once you choose Federation, like, yeah, you can do things to undo it, but it's a long, difficult process. And it's kind of a shame that they don't, like, like once you choose a faction, you're kind of stuck with it. And yeah. And I, I, I kind of feel like that's a, that's a bit of a missed opportunity because, man, it, it, it can be, like, people are, they are, they already kind of role play a little bit with it, but they could really role play with it, you know? And, oh yeah. Uh, I, I anyway missed opportunity. I, I feel like, but maybe they'll do that at some point. I don't know. <laughs> In a future update. Yeah. Um, but I think that is going to kind of wrap it up for this show. We did have a couple of emails. Uh, I want to go over real quick. I got one here from O. Alec Turner, and he mentioned. Um, he, Alec talks to me a lot in the show. Um, he's, he's, uh, he was, I believe last week's, uh, featured, featured commander with, uh, 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 F dev. So it's pretty cool that, uh, he's, he's, he takes time to chat with me every now and then, but he, and I remember them, I remember when, uh, elite or when, when frontier did this, but I had forgotten they did this, but he talks about, um, Three or four months ago, Frontier posted a job advertising asking for someone to help work on AI for controlling vehicles as they drive around procedurally generated planet surfaces. Now, you put that together with, quote, base building, and things start getting start to get really interesting. Imagine surface bases that are as busy as starports with AI-driven NPC ground vehicles coming and going, maybe even some you have to follow or chase. Fingers crossed. Uh, Man, you know, I had forgotten that that they had posted this job. Uh, I thought it was longer ago, but I think you're right. It was three or four months ago for a for an AI programmer. And uh, then we get all this, you know, all this stuff, all the leaks about base building. I think that that pretty much sums it up. That it's going to be base building stuff, uh, or it's going to be the space legs with the base building and all that. And basically, we've already talked about, but. Uh, I was, thought that was pretty cool that he, he pointed that out to me and, and he made me really, really remember it. Um, That's cool. The other thing that, or the other email we got was from uh, another Justin. We have too many Justins. Not that I, <laughs> I disparage Justins, but, you know, we got a lot of Justins. He's um, probably born in the 80s. Yeah. But he... He um, talked about he talked about the AI programming ground vehicles well, but he also mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, the floating, like landing gear that would have floaters on it, that was talked about at a LaveCon three or four years ago. Now I did some looking around to try to find it, but apparently, but and I could not find it anywhere, but. Uh, he talks about how there was actually a, a screenshot at some point, and the more I dug around, I could not find the screenshot. Um, but I do remember reading about it in Reddit that people were talking about uh, floating landing gear. Um, oh, you know what? It wasn't Justin that talked about the the screenshot. It was someone else, but it was Justin that talked about the floating landing gear. Sorry, I had a, had them confused. <laughs> but. Uh, no. 
that's a that's a you know that kind of leads credence to maybe they are going to do something with atmospheric stuff yeah that's that's a distinct possibility i mean it's it's interesting when, when i've heard you know you fdev and the things that they've talked about over the years a lot of the you know they they could maybe they've been on the you know design board for a long time um you know, the talk about these 2020 update is going to be a huge update and who knows what they want to do to completely, you know, reinvent this game or whether they're just going to take it to a whole new level. Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to believe that at some level they're looking at No Man's Sky and I, I am not a fan of No Man's Sky um, because it's it's a box and there's nothing to scale and it irritates me about how the it's, it's all actually just one big box that you're flying around in. There's no actual solar system or no, none of the mechanics that Elite Dangerous has that actually plays out. It's just a box. And once you realize right. it's just a box, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> um, but the playability of the game um, is is without... Was, I mean, honestly, you can, you, you can do everything. And, you know, I, I, I was thinking about it too, like, so... When I picked up, uh, when I pre-ordered Red Dead Redemption 2, I got uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas with it. And I started playing this. Now, I never played a San Grand Theft Auto game. But I started realizing that what what people want, and actually what I want, is Grand Theft Spaceship. Yes, yes. We want to be able to fly in any sort of spaceship, any sort of ground vehicle, have a bunch of different ones. We want to be able to deploy submersibles, from our ships when we go over planets. We want them to go anywhere. We want to be able to drive anything. We want to be able to shoot everything. That's what we want. We want Grand Theft Spaceship. Hi, <laughs> man. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. So, But, you know, to kind of go along with it is that, you know, uh, I like to have a little bit more sciencey stuff. I like to, you know, when they put in the FSS scanner, that was really cool for me. I really enjoyed that. There was a lot of or not a lot, but some people didn't enjoy it because they, they argued that the old way was faster or something. I completely disagree, but I, I feel like the FSS is a lot better, uh, a lot more fun, too, a lot more in, engaging. And it's kind of like, hey, what if we could use the FSS on the surface of something to kind of zoom in and look at, like, you know, chemical compounds or something somehow? Sure, absolutely. Uh, uh or, you know, we see some brain trees we can use, like, a version of the FSS to be able to get more analyzing data. Maybe we could take that data and combine it with something else to create materials or something. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that they could do more, and I hope that they will do more. And I hope that with the 2020 update that they end up doing more. But yeah, that is... Agreed. Those are the emails for the week. Again, you can always email us at loosegrewsquestions at gmail.com. But um, I do have a, a bit of business here for you, Jason. Yeah. Um, so if you notice, I linked a list of games in um, Discord. Yes. And because you joined us, I have a CD key for a game of your choosing. What? And yep. you guys are great. <laughs> um, now these these CD keys are supposed to work with um, uh, these. These were given to us by my buddy Patrick. Um, these are games he's not going to use. They're supposed to be able to work in Steam. Okay. And, Thank you, Patrick. And uh, I mean, just tell me which one you want, and I will message it to you. 
All right, man. Um, <clears throat> you want me to pick right now, or? Yeah, we'll just pick after the show. Yeah, um, we'll do that. Perfect. Man, you got anything you want to talk about? Anything that you're doing outside the game, or uh, anything you want to kind of promote? Uh, you know, I just I want to uh, take a second and just promote this podcast. Um, uh, it's it's been awesome getting a chance to come on here as just as a fan, and uh, I think it's it's a really cool concept. And I I think uh, I, I hope you continue to do this with more listeners. Um, hang on, I got a got a cough. <laughs> Sorry, people. I'm getting over a, a, a minor cold. <clears throat> but uh, I just uh, I love what you guys do. I think this uh, podcast is awesome. You guys are really doing justice to the uh, American side of the elite dangerous discussion. And uh, I just, you know, hope you guys I, I wish you another happy 10 episodes, another happy 100 episodes. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll keep listening and uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, I'm not sure what happened with Justin. Um, <laughs> I'll have to holler at him later. I guess he had some yeah. issues or something. I don't know, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll be getting on him. And then, uh, man, I, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I thank you for everything you said and, um, man, stay in touch with the show. And, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll maybe we'll get you back at another date. And man, I would, uh, I would love that. Thank you. So to kind of give you an idea what I'm planning for my tw- episode 20, I'm planning to get, I'm planning to have a huge episode where, because I, I want to have two more uh, listeners on between here and there, and I have a, I have two uh, uh, YouTube content content creators that I'm in talks with uh, to get onto the show. Um, so I'm hoping, to, hopefully, I'll be able to get those those two onto the show, and then uh, get two more listeners. And then I'd like to get everybody in for episode 20 and have a huge discussion about everything that FDev is doing right and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Man, sign me up. That, that sounds awesome. So, uh, but I, I think that's going to do it for the show. I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, you guys have anything else, you know, always, you can always holler at us. Um, Jason, I appreciate you being here. I think I've already said that. But I yeah, think thank you, Ty. I think that's going to do it. For us and everyone and, else, go ahead. I was going to say, on behalf of uh, uh, Justin, who is, is, is may or may not be with us, <laughs> don't fly without a rebuy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks guys. <laughs>